Demons Discuss TV Show Review, Season 1, Episode 4. Welcome to Demons Discuss, the unofficial podcast about the All Souls universe and the topics that orbit it. We are your hosts, Angela, Jean, and Valerie. I am Valerie, and with me is Angela and Jean. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. What are we talking about today, Angela? You're talking about A Discovery of Witches, episode four. We're going on a trip, I believe. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a trip, an adventure. <laughs> yes. Not too far. Just we'll hop over from England to France. Yay. Are we going to take the channel? <laughs> I, I, I doubt that. Ah, good <laughs> I don't think Matthew's a channel yes. kind of person. Oh, so we took no. the ferry then. <laughs> Yay. Definitely. <laughs> so thank you to our patrons for making these TV show episodes happen for us. Their funding helps us produce these little watch party sessions without advertisers. Yes. No interruptions in the middle of the episodes to sell you a mattress or underwear or toothbrushes or you name it. Angela, tell the people what they can get by sponsoring us through Patreon. Oh, more demons and more demons and more demons. You can get our after show, which runs the gamut of anything from our life stories and experiences to secrets, which I love. Um, we, we have secrets. We're like the, we're like the Rima of our, the secret vault. We got, we got a lot of them because we go way back. And sometimes we just yeah. decided to divulge a story because I love a story time as well. <laughs> story time. Yeah. Yay. So we, Yay. Don't, we don't even know what we're going to get in the after show, but you definitely will get that at any level and then as levels go up you'll get swag it could be stickers swag it could be toast oh swag. <laughs> it's it's you just never know and sometimes gene and i will bug this uh, the uh, elf <laughs> which is valerie to yes. make new stuff uh we sit back and be be the shoemaker so yeah. uh you know you never know you never know what you're gonna get um and a lot of times when valerie sends out the swag you get something extra too extra extra yeah she's all about the Oprah and the extra. So Oprah's my hero, guys. Yes. And then look under your chairs. <laughs> <laughs> and then quarterly, we have Demon Roulette, which means you can, you're automatically Woo-hoo. entered into a drawing. No further work on your part. And you could win a prize. Could be one of a kind t-shirt or another signed tote of a different sort. Um, you just don't know what you're going to get there either, but it's going to be fabulous. Right. We have another one coming soon. So yay. yay. So if you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash demons discuss. I also want to remind our listeners, okay, this is going to sound boring to you by now, but at the very end of this episode, we will have a spoiler zone. We will warn you when we're about to go into it and we discuss the books. And this is to protect your darling ears if you haven't cracked the books yet and you don't want spoilers. But if you're all down for spoilers, keep listening. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. So our random patron sponsor today. Guys ready? I'm ready. Drum roll! Yes. This episode is sponsored by Crystal Mendez. Yay, Crystal! Yay, Crystal! All right, it's time to go. Wait, she, wait go. she's the one that thought she recognized Jean? I think so, yeah. Whataburger. Whataburger. <laughs> uh, Crystal, you still haven't told us which Whataburger you're at, so I can come by and say hi. Right. I have a total Pavlovian reaction to hearing her name, and that's my, <laughs> my stomach growls. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a burger. Why do I want it a burger? It is lunchtime, too. <laughs> All right, kids, get in the wagon. Let's go. All we right. gotta go. <laughs> All right. Yes, Mom. And we open episode 
four. And our wagon's a lot noisier than Matthew's Tesla. I know. <laughs> Matthew's Tesla is way more quiet. We're going on a journey to parts yet untraveled. As Angela said, Matthew is driving Diana to France. And she asks him, and I love this, she asks him <laughs> if his mother knows they're coming. He's like, yeah. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they reached the town center, and I love the way this was shot, because the people were kind of creeping out, greeting them in a halted way. Do the villagers know about you? Yes. Like witches, vampires are always safe when they're in the community. And then Diana asks if the villagers know who and what he is, and he's like, vampires are like witches, they hide in plain sight. These people look very wary, like, but to me, they look very respectful, because yes. the one man tipped his hat, and it was kind of, it was very futile. Yes. Yeah. But they kind of halted when they saw him, like, oh. <laughs> yes. Your boss is here. You're back. <laughs> and then we drive up to uh, set tour, and we meet Isabeau, and the scene is just how I pictured it when they drove um, up. That courtyard is so perfect. Yes. It is. Except in my head, the stairway was opposite. Maybe because the layout of uh, Chateau Dauphin mm-hmm. is opposite. The stairway goes opposite. So I've always had it pictured in my head. It was the opposite way. But, you know, this is no big deal. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I conditioned my brain to think that way. Yeah. But this way works, too. I'm good. <laughs> it was how steep those stairs were. It, it just made me think of other times where we've talked about the stairs and arriving at Tours and how it was kind of treacherous to actually get up the stairs yes. to get to the door. That's yes. why it just like so clicked in with me. I, and she's standing at the top so regal. I love all of yeah. their angles. It, they just, it's it's phenomenal. And I just want to say that now we have a new director in this, starting with this episode. So before we had Medina and now we have a different director. And it just dawned on me that they had a different director for each location. Oxford, primarily, France, and then Madison. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. And who was the one who did Madison? Sarah Walker. Sarah Walker. She she tweeted a lot. She did. Yeah. Yeah. The dialogue was pretty much the same. They didn't really mess with that. Which was nice. I loved it. But yeah. Lindsay Duncan's mannerisms are perfect yes. for the cold Isabel we meet in the books. And I notice as she's walking through her salon, she's kind of walking like a dancer, you know, very mm-hmm. carefully. And I was like, whoa, she's got this down, I think. She's overrated. Thank you for having me in your home. Encantada. She's pleased to meet you. Of course, she speaks only English and new French. Modern warm bloods is so poorly educated. Well, okay, so Isabel's not very welcoming. We can tell that she does not want Diana there. Just kind of, yeah, this bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the other thing about Isabel, just like Matthew, she's like, she's not of our time. She reminds me of the very sophisticated post-war French socialite. Mm-hmm. She's, she's not a 21st century woman because yeah. she's, she is a person who would put on lips. She's like my grandmother. She would put, the, put on her lipstick and her full face and makeup and a pocket pocketbook and and gloves before she'd run down to the drugstore to get some aspirin or because they ran out. 
she would have her full face on even if she wasn't expecting yeah. visitors. She was just yes. ready, prepared for the day. Can you imagine mm-hmm. being a vampire? Like, when do you change your clothes? Like, <laughs> Isab- Isabeau does it to make Diana feel, not not to make her feel comfortable, but to just be with, blend in with humans. So I'm assuming regularly. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a new day. You know, you don't sleep much. You don't have a sense of the days. Yeah. And I would guess she has a routine and that as a carryover from all of her former experiences in life that every event had an appropriate range of garment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Almost like even though it's just her and Mark, she's still dressing like she's at court. Oh, yes. 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 So, yeah, Isabel's not very welcoming and uh, Diana doesn't feel very welcome. (laughs) No. (laughs) She's kind of looking at Matthew like, are you sure about this? What the hell did we... Mark, when she comes in, she softens the blow a bit. Mm -hmm. They pronounced her name Martha or Martha. Martha. Martha and, and... the TV show. So I'm used to saying Marth. So if, uh, audience, you get confused, just understand. I mean the same person, Marth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Deb has advised that both pronunciations are correct. Yes. So Marth softens the blow a little bit by, you know, being a little more welcoming. And Marth's like, okay, you know, I'll fix her room for her. <laughs> Matthew's like, no, she'll be sleeping in my tower. And Isabeau's face, like, oh my God, oh, it was what? glacial. It was like, what, what, what? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Right. So they climb the steps. I like that they included the steps to the tower. Yes. And they get upstairs to Matthew's tower and we see the bed there. We see the window there. The scene's exactly how I pictured it in the books Mm -hmm. as far as the bed, Mm -hmm. the window that she's looking out of. The view. The view. And they have a conversation and uh, she's like, your mother doesn't want me here. She asks about Philippe and his death and Matthew's kind of vague. He's like, eh, he was killed during World War II. Anyway, I'll be downstairs if you need me. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> Toodles. <Bye. laughs> I'm like, talk oh. about avoiding the conversation. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you just holler. Okay. Bye. You know, get a nap. He's like, oh, you must be tired too. Oh, I don't sleep. Okay. I'll be downstairs. Bye. So the next scene is Marcus. Oh, this is a great scene. This I is a great this. scene. I love this scene. And we didn't get this in the books. So this is a surprise no. for everybody. Um, he's on the phone with Miriam and they're talking about how Matthew and Diana got there safely. Miriam's telling him that the witches won't mess with him there. And Marcus is saying Isabeau's more likely to rip Diana's head <laughs> off more than any other way. Yeah, you're like, oh, goody. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. This is going to be a fun trip, right? right? <laughs> when we were just worried about the reception she got. Oh, I man. know. It seems Marcus is headed up to Matthew's rooms at All Souls and he senses somebody is there. And, you know, Miriam's on the other line of the phone going, Marcus, what the fuck? Marcus, what? And he's sneaking in and he sees Juliet. Hello, Marcus. Juliet, what are you doing here? Where is he? Is he chasing after that witch? What witch? If you don't tell me, Chabert will be very angry with me. Do you really think I care? Does he miss me? He's moved on. He doesn't think of you. Ever. What did you guys think of this exchange? Because we had never seen it. This is the first time we've witnessed this exchange happen. When Juliet's just sitting at Matthew's desk. Oh, man. She was so single white female yeah. there. Ah, oh, it was creepy. Oh. 
No, not single white female. It was very fatal attraction. Fatal yeah. attraction. She watched, yeah. she watched Glenn Close. Juliet is crazy. Straight up crazy. But then it made me feel like she could show up at any time. You know, she, if she wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, like, it's not like she couldn't find him. You know, it's like, oof. Matt, um, well, Marcus kind of taunted her a little bit, though. <laughs> Marcus oh, would be yeah. Marcus. It's like, like yeah. did he say anything about me? Does he think of me? And Marcus is like, never. Mad <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>, bitch. <laughs> never. And uh, Juliet, she shows, she displays her crazy right here. She just gets oh, up yeah. and just freaking lashes out at Marcus and just like, wah! Yeah. Miriam, I assume she heard this on the other end of the line and got there quickly and saved the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The cat fight was great. Yes. And Juliet goes after Miriam and Miriam, like a few swift moves and Juliet's down on the ground. Yeah. 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 Miriam's like, you want to try again, bitch? Yeah. And Juliet gets her digs in at Marcus, too. And you can tell these two don't have a good history. Because it's like, oh, you always need somebody to save you. But Miriam has the final word and says, oh, you know, eternity is a long time to be pining after somebody who doesn't want you. That was like the best line. It was like, (laughs) mic drop. Yeah. Damn, Juliet. That hurt. I still thought of Marcus as as a pup, though. Here. Yeah. That smarts. That really smarts. Yeah. She deserved it, though. And then we're back to Septor. Back, switching back and forth. So bear with me. Back to Septor. And um, Matthew's trying to get into Philippe's office. And Isabeau does not want anybody in there while Diana is there. What did you guys think of that? Because we hadn't seen this either. Well, that was one way to convey the message that, A, she doesn't want Diana there. And B, she doesn't trust Diana. Because she's a witch or because of Diana? Because she's a witch. Because she's a witch. Yeah. And Matthew. Matthew turns around and says, Diana didn't kill Philippe. She's like, her kind killed Philippe. That's all she needed to know at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is a little revelation. Yeah. So we're in Philippe's office, and I know you guys love the details in this office. It was totally not what I pictured, but I totally love it. It, And it kind of does suit Philippe. It does. We can talk about that in the spoiler zone a little bit further, but it was like frozen in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. And I love the typewriter so much. That typewriter was so great. And the, the file cabinets, the old fashioned file cabinets. Yeah. I just loved mm-hmm. it. And the phone. The phone. The phone yes. Yep. Uh, the ceilings were lower than I imagined. Way lower. Yeah. Well, no. It was almost like I got the feeling that he carved that office. That, that was an office carved out of borrowed space from something else. Yeah. Maybe. Like he wanted, wanted a nice little little snug place little to corner think. yeah it wasn't a a grand reception office it wasn't an, yeah. exactly it wasn't an office for intimidating other people so much as it was an office to retire to yeah to think write about letters things. and get his stuff yes. done yeah and okay. it's pretty dark but i'm then like well i guess he doesn't really need a light to see <laughs> you know he's yeah. a vampire <laughs> good point yeah that's true <laughs> good point the next scene, we're back upstairs in Matthew's Towers, and Diana's having another dream. It's a little different this time. I mean, there's still spider webs, but Rebecca's there. And I love how she wakes up to Sarah, to that ringtone, Sarah calling her. Diana. That old mm-hmm. school iPhone ringtone oh, yes. <laughs> that's ringing when she wakes up. And we got a little bit of the, the, the glam. 
too. Gleam, glam. Oh, yeah. Yep. I didn't see that in that scene. Did you? She was sparkling. We had the spider webs, but there was also like the the shimmer. I didn't see shimmer. I thought that was like dust motes. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw shimmer. Okay. I saw saw it as shimmer. (laughs) Mileage may vary, whoever you are, whoever the viewers. I'm totally using that. My my house is not dusty. It's shimmery. Shimmery. (laughs) Sparkles. Yeah. Which is gleam. Yeah. Me, I see dust motes. I'm like, okay. God, you suck the fun out of me. I know. I know. So Sarah has called and she, next thing we see is Diana's talking to Sarah. And Sarah's like, well, your ringtone changed. So you're someplace different. Where are you? And Diana's like, well, Matthew took me to France. And she explains that Peter Knox was messing with her and Matthew had taken her to France with Isabeau de Clermont. What, what, what? Going to see his mom. We're going to see his mom, Isabel. Oh, my God. So Sarah's consulting with Emily. Isabel to Claremont. And Emily's like, oh, shit, girl. Yes. And Sarah's like, get out. Isabel's a witch killer. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of the house now. It was like a bad 80s horror movie. I know. Later about to get axed. (laughs) Get out. She she kills covens, elderly witches. They were all Nazis, though. Well, Diana, we find out later, puts that together in her head. So to the congregation we go. This is the next scene. We're moving quickly. Yeah, and we and got a boat loaded demons. Yay! 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 So we met Agatha, and she's got two guys with her. Yeah, Timur. Yay! Yay. Hello, Julian. <laughs> nice to see you on screen. I love your little applause there. Yeah. <laughs> Golf claps. And I notice they're very cordial with each other, unlike they're civilized. You know, they're civilized. I, I, the different creatures all kind of take digs at each other. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Satu's goes to Peter. There's like, oh, demons? I didn't know there were going to be demons yeah, here. Posturing. Oh, oh. Demon, <laughs> yeah. Demons at this party? Oh, my God. Yeah. But, you know, when um, Peter introduces her to Agatha and said, this is the new witch in the congregation, Agatha's pleasant. And she's like, oh, it's great to have more women here. You know, leave it to the vampires. They just be all guys. And then Baldwin walks in. And he's like, you about, you about done, Agatha? <laughs> Just like blink, <laughs> blink, blink. Yeah. It seems to me that every vampire appointed over the last 900 years has been a white male. Finished, Agatha. Actually, Baldwin, I'd only just started. And she's like, Thank never. You. <laughs> never, I'm not done. <laughs> oh, my Baldwin. And then the keys come out. And oh, I love yes. this scene with the keys. I love yes. the keys. The keys are beautiful. And I love Tristan Gravel when he just like pops the doors he open. He said that was his favorite scene. Really? Mm-hmm. When he got to... Yeah. When he got to push so, the doors open. So all the creatures put their keys together and it makes like one master key for each creature. The vampires are in the middle and he gets to push the door open and you see him make a grand entrance like, ta-da, I'm here. <laughs> I, know. I expected a table though. Why was there no table? I like that there's not a table. Just like the story goes that you shake with your right hand so you're not going to be armed with a weapon. The sparseness, there is no hiding behind anything. You can see exactly what everyone's no. up to and you can read body language. That's a good reason. I always think of like a meeting like that. You need a table. You need to bang your fist on something. (laughs) Thank you, Mrs. Khrushchev. (laughs) Bang your shoe on the table, why don't you? Actually, for me, it's really, you need to have something where you have your phone up underneath the table. So if you're not paying attention. (laughs) Oh, no, 
they don't. You didn't need that here because they were just like they were openly on like, their phones. Yeah. yeah, fuck it. I got my phone out. But the other funny thing I noticed about the congregations it reminded me of a beehive. It did. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. with the window up top and it how it was kind of all the, circular like that. The the dome. Well, not only the dome, it, it was, was like conical. all the ac- yeah all the activity going on in the passageways just right outside the chamber and everybody's busy 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 and running around and like those courtyard kind of areas and here's where the queen bee sits mm-hmm. right in the heart of it yeah i don't think baldwin wants to be called a queen bee <laughs> well, baldwin didn't hear me it's okay <laughs> <laughs> you never know you never know okay so we're back to matthew and philippe's study and he's enhancing those pictures that diana received and he sees mm-hmm. a line and matthew's like mad <laughs> which and i'm like oh shit <laughs> literally shit mm-hmm. and then flash back to the congregation. Peter's declaring the congregation rules have been broken and Baldwin's brother had abducted a witch. On behalf of the witches, I formally request the assistance of this chamber. Congregation rules have been broken. By who? Matthew de Clermont. Your brother has abducted a witch. And I'm like, wait, that's not the whole story. When I was watching this the first time, I'm like, wait a minute, Peter, you're not. I really don't like Peter. I really don't. (laughs) Peter's slimy. He is. As an aside, though, I love his passion that he's like, it's like creepy passion, like Diana Bishop. (laughs) He's he's a zealot. I think that's why it's just like, oh, he's a zealot. This is bad. This is going to end badly. I realize this character is not designed for my affection, but he has really captured me as far as hating a character. I hate him. And well done, Bad Wolf. Mm -hmm. Well done. (laughs) Because, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so back to set tours again, and Diana's put the whole scenario together. She knows which has played a part in Philippe's death. Uh, between what Sarah has given her and she's put the timeline together Mm -hmm. and uh, Diana defends Isabeau's cold welcome to him when they're walking by Philippe's door and he's like yeah that's Philippe's study and she's like yeah witches killed him didn't he and well I don't blame her (laughs) I get it yeah I totally get it that has nothing to do with you for her it does now we're back in the lab, and uh, Marcus wants to know his lack of ability to make baby vampires. Oh, he wants to know Marcus. what's going on. Right. Well, I'm a shooting blanks. Yeah. But then Baldwin calls. I love Miriam's uh, remark here. It was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's pressuring Marcus to get the whereabouts of Matthew. And we also learn that Matthew is Marcus's father, but Baldwin is the definitive head of the family. He's the head. So there's yeah. no question there. Yeah. Because Miriam's like, you can't not answer that phone. You, ha- you have to take it. It's like, damn yeah. it. Then we're back to Septor again. And Diana, Diana and Matthew are preparing to ride. Rikasa and Dar. Or was it Balthasar? It was Dar in the books. So I'm not sure if it was Dar or Balthasar. It was two horses. Okay. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> two beautiful horses. Yes. Yes. And um, Isabeau and Mart are looking on from a distance. And Mart tells Isabeau that she hasn't smelled such power for years. Sweet and green like the spring. And then Isabeau has no doubts in her head that Diana has bewitched her beloved Matthew. He's like, yeah. he's bewitched her. It's done. I've lost my son to this crazy witch. My son witch. is cock drunk. 
Yeah, they left out the repulsive part for the the. Yeah, <laughs> they sure did. Well, they didn't need to leave it in because she told it. She told it with her eyes. It was like, yeah, <laughs> she was. Just I love not that word. Repulsive. Repulsive. Mm-hmm. Repulsive. <laughs> and we watch them go off riding. Diana's having a great time. So is Matthew. It's good to see him let loose. You know, he had Smiley. pure joy in his face. Smiley, Matthew. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so did she. She's like, yes, get to beat this vampire for once. God damn it. <laughs> So it's really cool. Okay, so back to the congregation again. They're talking about how Matthew took Diana. And Baldwin wanted to know if she was powerful. And Satu's like, nope. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter's like, not the point. The point is, you know, he's trying oh. to change the subject real quick. And Baldwin's like, well, Peter, you forgot to tell us about the Book of Life. And we're yeah. assuming Marcus let him know, hey, there was the Book of right. Life there, though. Yeah. And Mayhem and Sue. The demons chime in. It's ours. Damn you, Peter. And then the Gerber, he's like, you all lie like thieves. And I'm like, wow. Yes. <laughs> so Baldwin declares that the vampires will send a delegation to retrieve Matthew. And mm-hmm. it takes control of the situation. This whole congregation business is really getting to feel like uh, animosity just contained. Yeah, yes. double double and tripping crossing each other. And, yeah. And then you and throughout this whole thing it's like what the hell is Domenico up to because he's got like he has tells you know he's up to something but I haven't gotten to the point where I can interpret what his tells me right yeah but he's got all these nervous habits that dude's up to something the question is what he's always got a little smirk I was just gonna say he's covered he covers it with a smirk yeah and his body language is just like yeah dude's up to something it's like there's a whole bunch of mayhem happening and Domenico is just sitting there looking at each other with a smirk on his face like "Mm, let me know when y'all are done right (laughs) I'll, I'll be here to pick up the pieces. Thank you very much. So everybody is, I didn't get the sense from Agatha, except for the fact that she wants the book and she cares about the book for demons. And she need yeah, the demons need to know what's in it because they've got so many problems. Like she wants, she wants the book to fix things. Yes. Right. Baldwin just needs this place to just be under control because it's a That's mess his, right now. It's his thing. Right. Gerbert is like, oh, no, I want power. I want absolute power. Yeah. power. So you're getting different motivations. Satu's like, no, I'm here now, so I tell it like it is. And Peter's like, shut your fucking face. You know? yeah. So Satu, so nobody, yeah, it's concealed animosity. Yeah. That's the best way I can put it. I think Baldwin thought it was going to be another day at the office and Matthew's the chink in the declarement armor today. Yeah. Again. 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 Everyone's smelling a drop of blood and circling the waters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at Septor again, uh, Diana's talking about how Matthew's mom is right. She should go home to her aunts. They're done writing now. And Matthew's like, nope, you're not safe there. I looked at those pictures and they staged it. There was a witch's circle and your parents were killed by witches. And Diana's like, oh shit, fuck this shit, I'm out. Of course. She's out. Yeah. <laughs> fuck this shit, I'm out. What's interesting here for the TV viewers is where you find out that they're both living, they've been living lies about their parents' deaths. I mean, Matthew. Matthew's adopted the lie. Yeah. But she's always been in the dark. And they're she just never both, knew. And, they're, and both of them are still messed up because of it. Did Emily know? Did Sarah and Emily know that they weren't killed by humans did i wouldn't imagine they were even suspected that witches would do such a thing yeah i don't think they i don't think either. so either yeah because sarah would have torn burned down the world well yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the sarah we 
know in love would have just <laughs> burned I, the whole place down. I, I don't think she's unlike Isabeau when she went on that tear after World yeah. War II. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I could see Sarah doing that. So now we're in the witch's archives and Satu is questioning Peter. Like, why didn't you tell me that Diana had no power? Well, you're the one who questioned, why didn't you see the power? And Peter decides to be a magical asshole and demonstrate his power on Satu. You missed her power. How could you have? Income stirred to motion. Rests what is and what shall be. Inhala. Rest all things that be. I brought you here to serve as my ally, not to look up information and use it against me. In the Salem Trials, when a witch refused to plead, humans crushed them to death with weights. Shall I treat you as a human would? And I'm starting mm-hmm. to feel sorry for Satu a little bit here. And Peter's really pissing me off. But basically, bottom line is mm-hmm. the message is you need to be on my team. And at the end, after he did his spells on Satu and said, oh. you know, if the witches didn't bleed, the humans used to crush them until they bled. Do you want me to treat you like that? And he's like putting a spell on her as if she's getting crushed. Right. And I'm like, yeah. my God, he's ruthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like another another uh, flashback to Salem and how Giles Corey died. Yeah. Oh, he was terrible. Mm-hmm. So, bottom line, um, Peter's letting Satu know you need to be on my team. And Satu's nodding, but I think in her head, she's like, that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm on your team. Watch. So, cut to Agatha, and we're still at the congregation, and she's calling Nathaniel, and she wants to speak to Sophie. Sophie picks up the phone the way Sophie does, mm-hmm. and she asks her about the statue that her family gave her. And then Sophie goes on in a little stream of consciousness here. She's like, there were seven towers. Seven's important in alchemy. The white queen is with her dark king and she can't see him, but she's just going on and on. Yeah, I love that Agatha's like very down to business and she's not dreamy and she's... Right. Yes. Practical and... and she, she's definitely reliable. Yeah. She's more more like Hamish. Her thought processes are more like Hamish. Yes. And yes. The, the logical, organized way in which she's like approaching things. And when Agatha's talking to her, Sophie all of a sudden comes comes to and she's like, do you know who she is? I need to meet her. Oh my God. And Agatha's, <laughs> Agatha's no, like, don't. no, big trouble. Don't. I don't want you to get mixed up in this. I need you to stay away from this. She doesn't care. She's all happy. She's telling Nathaniel, she knows who she is, dude. All right. We take, yeah, we can get this taken care of. <laughs> I love this family. I find them to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back at Septour. Diana's soaking in the tub and she's thinking about everything she knows now. She's remembering the dream she just had with Rebecca in it. Mm-hmm. And the sparkles or dust motes, whoever, you know, what, whoever you are, however you saw that. And then we pan down to Philippe's office. Isabel is looking at the pictures and Matthew walks in. Oh, I still have to say I like that bathroom too. There's a lot of good bathrooms in this yeah. room. <laughs> I love the tub. It's a great tub. Mm-hmm. So Isabel's like, does she know that the witches killed her parents and 
he's like, yeah, she knows. And she didn't fall apart, probably like you were hoping. He turned around and said, you were open-minded once. Why won't you give that a try again? We pan out of there. So, yeah. What did you think of Isabel and Matthew's exchanges here? You could sense their dyna- the dynamic on the whole situation was shifting. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. And they played it. It was so understated the way they played it. Yeah. But the big thing that got me was you were open-minded once. So I'm assuming before Philippe died, she was very open-minded to other creatures and witches and demons. And she wasn't as close-minded. So we're back in Venice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, lo- I kind of like this scene a lot. Gerbert and Baldwin are talking on that balcony. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that yeah. was just so beautiful with all the, the boats going through the canal and the view. And it was just so well planned. Matthew won't keep the book for himself. If he gets hold of it, he'll bring it to me. Are you sure? He does what he wants. Always has. I have him under control. Doesn't seem like it. The witches on the congregation are plotting for more power. Even the demons have become unruly. We used to rule with an iron fist. It's the 21st century, Japan. We must at least show a semblance of democracy. Baldwin is trying to calm Gerbert down here, and Gerbert is complaining that they used to rule and that the Claremonts are losing their grip. It's like, oh, even the demons think they deserve something. Gerbert is about absolute power. I feel that is his total motivation here. No other. The vampires will rule. Which is scary as fuck because he used to be a pope. Yes. (laughs) Well, I mean... I don't see it that different, though, from the the old school... I mean, the old, old medieval popes. Yeah. He makes... Rodrigo Borgia look like sweetness and light. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he, if a Pope is a, uh, too far from his uh, scheming. Yeah, no, power attracts power. So yeah. wherever there's power, I feel yeah. like that's where Gerbert wants to yeah. be. Yeah, he'd fit right in the Canterbury Tales. Yes, he would. <laughs> yes. So, and the bottom line is he's insulting Baldwin and saying, you know what, the de Claremonts are losing their grip. Because of you was the unspoken end of that sentence. I feel like Gerbert, if he could take down Baldwin, Baldwin, and if he has to use Matthew to do it, he she will, will. Mm-hmm. in a minute. So. Well, I love how Baldwin says it's the 21st century. We have to have at least a semblance of democracy. Yeah, we have to kind of at least pretend. Come on yeah. now. Come on now, play the game. Gerbert <laughs> <laughs> ain't having it. He likes the old ways, man. He ain't yeah. having it. You know, my favorite quote is, it's not personal, it's strictly business. And I feel like that's Gerbert to a degree. He doesn't care which declarement he's got to knock off, except Matthew is personal. Yes. Yes, yes. I would agree. But I have I haven't figured out why knocking off Matthew is personal. I would think Philippe's out of the picture now and he'd be happy about that, but I'm... It's a way to take down Baldwin. If Matthew is unstable... Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah, he's a way means to an end. Yeah, and if he can take down Baldwin that way, any chink in Baldwin's armor, and Matthew is a huge one, he will use any avenue to get that power. I think he really wants to be head of the congregation. He does not care. And he doesn't care oh, yeah. how he does it. Yeah. And Matthew at this point presents himself as a problem. So, you know... And he happens to be a declaremont. Perfect in. That works to me. All right. So we're back to Septours and Diana goes into Philippe's study and Isabeau's sitting at Philippe's desk. He's, she's not happy to see her. And she's like, what did Matthew tell you? What did my son tell you about leaving that tower? Get back in the box. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Shoo, shoo. Yeah. Diana's not having it. She questions Isabel about Philippe's death and she's like, witches killed him. And the speech about good and evil in every species, she's like, you know, witches killed my parents and they were the greatest. And she was willing to make up her own mind despite the story she heard about Isabel. And that seemed to soften Isabel a little bit. Yeah. So they start talking about motives and Isabel says, whoever did it, make them pay. You know, it won't take the pain away, but it's going to help you, girl. Trust me, it helped me a little yeah. bit. So, damn. <laughs> I mean, that was this is what passes for heartfelt for Isabel. Yes, yeah, and motherly. I love I, it. I know. <laughs> it's like, look, I'm I'm about to give you some pearls of advice here. <laughs> she reminds me of uh oh God, what is that new show that Ellen Barkins in where she runs a runs like a crime family? Oh, the I forgot. Oh, I Animal watched, Kingdom. Animal is Kingdom. That what, yeah, yeah, that's right. Her her sons keep messing up, but she has to straighten up all their messes. And yes, 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 that, yes one. that one. Yes. That's who Isabel reminds me of in that moment. Right. <laughs> Different mannerisms, but the same theory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Same theory. Then the dinner and the dancing, guys. What did you guys think about this scene? Gene, you got your glam. <gasps> yes, I did. Oh, I thought the jumpsuit was awful, but I have a personal thing about jumpsuits and the fact that you can't, you know, pee without letting your boobs <laughs> hang out to do it. <laughs> I am absolutely anti-jumpsuit. Just need I loved to put it. it. I thought there. it looked. I thought she looked great in it, but that's just until me, she had to pee. Oh, until she had to pee, but I wasn't picturing that. See, you just ruined the illusion. Diana I, doesn't pee in I, my see, head. I felt. I this is this is my per my my personal PSA to anyone and everyone that's listening. I fell for that illusion. I found a jumpsuit and I thought it was the most beautiful, lovely thing <laughs> ever until I had to pee where at an event. And it's like, what do you do with the sleeves? You, you know, do you want them on the ground? And you, can't, you can't. It's it's tragic. It is a logistical mess. I, I will give you that. <laughs> However, I don't like... So I am utterly anti-jumpsuit. It's bad for your kidneys. My, my characters don't pee, so it's fine. <laughs> you, you need to come up with an invention... That could go on Shark Tank, like Velcro the sleeves oh together while, while, you, while you pull them down or oh something. I don't know. There you go. Right. They all button into this little pouch right. and they won't fall into the toilet. <laughs> or onto the ground. Yeah. It's like, because you know half the time those jumpsuits are cute and trendy and you want to wear them out to the bar and it's like, oh no. Yeah. You can cut, you can cut this out, but my mom knew someone or of someone that every time she went to the bathroom in the public place, she had to take off all of her clothes, like down to her bra and underwear because she was like, OCD, like cuckoo. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Really, man. <laughs> so jumpsuit would be a nightmare for her. Oh my you god. would think in a break, nervous breakdown. <laughs> you would think in a bathroom, right? You would want to be as covered as possible because you don't know where you wouldn't want. Right. The less, that, the less skin touching shit is better for me. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's why I am so like, just say no to jumpsuits. <laughs> just oh, no, say no. That whole thing's staying in. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If not for the TV magic, <laughs> Diana's totally fine. Yeah, she, nah, yeah totally yeah. fine. Although she didn't have sleeves on that jumpsuit, so I That's suppose true. that is a plus to it. <laughs> yeah. <But> still. <laughs> it's, it's still, though, you know. Jean's got a, a sleeveless gaucho jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, 
<laughs> and it's twofold because half the time with those damn public stalls, the, the latch doesn't want to stay shut. <laughs> damn. <laughs> it's just fraught with problems. <laughs> How did it look, though, to you? It was blue. It was pretty. It was pretty. There you go. Yeah. So they had dinner, right? And Isabel yeah. and Matthew dance. And I thought that was a great scene. I love seeing them dance. Although I was shocked when somebody said something about Louisa and being sweet in the same sentence. Well, really? Yeah. It, they talked about all the parties they used to have. And it softened Isabel up for her to talk about her family and the parties they used to have. And mm-hmm. it let us see a different side of her. They go up to dance, you know, Isabel and mm-hmm. Matthew. And then Matthew takes Diana on for a full-on tango. Yes. Like, whoa. They did great. By that? the way, Matthew Good and Teresa Palmer did great. Oh, for that tango? Yes. 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 And, and I think I saw an interview that, that he was like, I've got two left feet. I'm terrible at dancing. It well, didn't show it, it didn't, at all. No. It didn't look it. It didn't look it. After they're doing their little dances and Diana's catching on and she's letting loose, she's doing all the moves, she starts glowing. And I thought that was beautiful. Yes. I, I, I really did. That I was, was perfect. I was in it awe was... like Matthew. It's like, oh, spectacular. Awesome. Yes. I think I was messaging you too. I was like, they got the glam. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that I, was... I know. And, and Mart was pretty much on that couch almost doing jumpy claps. I, I know. Yes. I love the comment where Isabel's like, let him lead. Yes. At least in this dance. God. I know. <laughs> That was great. It was a great scene. I loved it. And so they do a little stroll outside after the dinner and dancing. He says this is the first time he saw her truly enjoy her magic. And yeah, Mm -hmm. true. And she's glad it's happening with him. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Romance. What spell have you put on me? Nice kiss. And what spell have you put on me? Uh, I love the love scene. Yeah. Yes. Rob Lane did a great job. Yeah. Excellent job. Yeah. After we get all, all lovey-dovey, we get to do all lovey-dovey. They get to do their lovey-dovey thing. And now we're back to Oxford. We're in Jillian's house and she's holding a coven meeting of some kind. And Sylvia is off to the side telling her that Diana needs to be questioned. And Jillian is to spy on Matthew and find out what he was doing in Oxford. And Sylvia was delivering this order from Peter Knox. Oh, Sylvia is so awful. Yeah. Yeah. Jillian, she is capable of anything. Maybe she doesn't understand. I don't think she knows much about the congregation. Because she willingly kept herself ignorant. What would they do to her? I'll interrogate her. She has a lot to answer for. What about Matthew Claremont? He'll be punished too. Of course, the more information we have on him, the better. Peter Knox wants us to find out exactly what he was doing in Oxford. Hmm? I mean, she's Sylvia's another lockstep soldier of Peter Knox. Oh, man. yeah. And I don't think it's on purpose. It's just these these are the things we need to do to protect ourselves. So it just, mm, I don't know. So Jillian's to spy on Matthew and they need to figure out what the hell he's doing in Oxford. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. And we didn't get to see this in the books either. So it's like, oh, my God, edge of my seat. What's going to happen? <laughs> then we go back to Sip Tour. 
And Diana and Matthew are talking about William Harvey and the fact that he discovered the heart was a pump and they're having a nice little jolly time. And bam, Domenico, I know you guys. Go ahead. I'm going to let you all take this. <laughs> Go ahead, Jean. <laughs> Brown shoes. Really? Brown shoes. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, why? Just why, Domenico? We had such a nice thing going on and you had to wear the brown shoes. Why? Apparently, it is all the rage. It is. Oh, that, that's, apparently, it is with the millennials. It's like mm-hmm. they think it's a fashion. It's, it's a fashion thing. It's like no, it just looks like shit. To us Gen Xers, yes, yes. I have a thing with brown shoes, but maybe at a later time, maybe on an after show, if you become a patron, I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a good. <laughs> it's an excellent story. It's a great it involves, story. It involves Boston and men in tutus. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, so back to Domenico. He's shown up. He's here. And this went almost exactly like the book. It was pretty close anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although it was it was more brutal than the book. Yes. Well, yes, because we got to see it all. Matthew. Domenico. It's been years. When was the last time in Ferrara? We were both fighting the Pope. I was trying to save Venice, you the Knights Templar. Why are you here? Ah. And this must be the witch I've heard so much about. Diana, go back to the house. Go. I'm not going anywhere. Dominica, what an unexpected visit. Isabel, it's a pleasure to see you. How did you know I was here? I smelled it. Maman. Take Diana back to the house. I think she should stay until I deliver my message. The dialogue between Diana and Domenico was brilliant. She's like, I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay here. I don't owe anything to you. And (laughs) Matthew's like, take her away. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) And then I loved how Isabel came out and was like, oh, how'd you know I was here? And Isabel's like, I I smelled smelled you. you. (laughs) (laughs) I smelled you. Matthew turns around, gives Diana a kiss, and next thing you know, he's at Domenico, man, and Mark oh, yeah. takes her away. And this was a good scene because we didn't get to see it in the books. We kind of saw the aftermath, but we didn't see it. So that was good. Yes. And I loved how he said, it's not just the book of life, it's her. Yes. It's about her. Yes. Mm. Uh, and that's another little nugget he can put put away for oh, yeah. his he's knowledge. Just like squirreling away all these little bits things. And pieces. Yeah. To barter. He's like, even De Claremont's can die. It was yeah. like, it was a great, that was a great scene in that, that uh, cloister. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was just beautiful. That was a beautiful, beautiful spot to film it. So after Domenico kind of limps away, Isabeau's like, the book of life. Why didn't you say? Like, hmm, there's more to this, Matthew. And then Matthew's like, well, you know, it started being about that. Now it's not about that. Now I kind of love her. So, <laughs> And Isabel's like, yeah, I know that. And so does Domenico. Duh. And Isabel's advice is like, just give her to them. They won't kill her if you do. But if, if you don't, they're going to kill her. So here's some good advice. Yeah. And then back in the salon, Diana's asking Mart about the covenant. And they're talking about it, about these old rules. And Mart's telling them, hey, you know, back then we used to do what we want take what we want and someone decided we needed order and that was Philippe by the way (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, we get a new kind of Matthew the cold bastard Matthew (laughs) oh my god you're giving in 
Domenico's visit was a diplomatic mission. The next one will not be. Even if we stood up to them, what then? Hmm? We'd be opening up old animosities that would spiral out of control and expose us to humans. I won't let that happen. So that's it. We're just going to abide by some ancient, narrow-minded agreement that was made a thousand years ago. Yes. yes. Why are you being this way? Diana's not the only person saying, why are you being this way, Matthew? It's me. Why are you being this way? Stop it. Oh, my God. It's, the, it's like the heartbreaking oh decision, though, for the greater good. Yes. He's like, OK, yeah, I got to leave you. They're having this whole conversation. And Diana's like, why are you being this way? Come on. we. It was just you and me against the world. And now you're just going to be like, OK, yeah, he's, we're breaking up now. What? TV, TV Matthew is very, very calculating. Yes. It, more so. I mean, he's he's playing this way more ruthless than I thought he would. And I kind of like it. I got it. I, well, I see. I did get the same nuance out of book Matthew, too, where he's just kind of pushing her away and saying, you don't know anything about this or me or you didn't know about me two weeks ago or three weeks ago or whatever yeah. that was. And I, same kind of heartbreak. It was very effective. Ugh. Yes, yes. And they were wonderful in this scene. Yes. But Saved by the Bell and in the books, it was Marcus. But here, we don't know who this is. But the labs have been broken into and he's got to go back to Oxford. And Diana's like, okay, I'll get my shit. We'll go. <laughs> and Isabel's like, no, she should go back to her aunts. And Matthew's like, no, she's going to stay here and guard her with your life. And I like that. I appreciate that. I appreciated that it wasn't so subtle. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's no mistaking. There's no mistaking. There's no second guessing. No. Matthew told Isabeau that she will stay here with her and you are to guard her with your life. Isabeau's like, yes, Matthew. No questions asked. Yes, Matthew. And so Matthew's getting ready to go and Diana's like, I love you. Tell me how you feel. And he's like, you know how I feel. And she's like, say it. Say it. Say it. And we're all screaming at the screen. Say Say it. it. (laughs) Just like, look back at me. Look back at him. (laughs) (laughs) And then Matthew takes off, man. And Diana goes after him. And Isabel's like, let him go. And Diana's like, you can't stop me, lady. And then Matthew dries off and Diana's running off. And this scene was so heartbreaking, but it was beautiful. (sighs) It was so beautiful. I had no idea how they were going to make this work, but they did. Oh, my God. It's mad. Boy, she cries pretty, doesn't she? Yes, (laughs) she does. She does cry pretty. She really Uh, does. uh, I mean, when she's looking up in the sky and her eyes are just kind of welling up and all this water's coming down. Oh, what a beautiful beautiful scene. Then it starts raining up. Yes. It it reverses. And Matthew's driving off and his wipers turn on because of this witch water. And he's got no idea. He's just Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's raining. Okay. I'm still going to Oxford. Whatever. Yeah. I'm sure. And the way the storm chases him almost. If he knew, do you think he would have turned around? I think he would have. No. I don't think he would have. Really? I Mm -hmm. I don't think he's that strong. He wasn't. No. He was in calculating mode at that point in time. And he had decided that the only his only way forward was to go back to Oxford. And I always think deep down. He knew he had to do that step, but I think in his heart he knew they were going to be reunited anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I I would agree. Yeah. I don't think that he knew that right now. I think he's, well, I don't know. I don't know what I think. I'll think about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll think about what I think. (laughs) 
I love the whole ripple in the atmosphere, though. Just like they do with the congregation. That the, oh, yes. the witch water that that happened to. And they're watching this water just bend. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. I think part of the problem with this is, is TV Matthew has been is fairly resolute and calculating and smart. He all all the way up to this time, he's been depicted as very smart about his choices and level-headed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which is for reasons we'll get into, interesting. Hmm. And I think that's maybe why you're wrestling with how, you don't know what how you'd answer that question. I'm not sure how I'd answer that question. I feel like his emotions would take over because he does all sorts of things he he never thought he would do. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like, like even in the rooms with Marcus when he's packing her stuff and he's like, I feel this protectiveness that I can't explain. But if he knew those were Diana's tears. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. See, I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I also would. I think of this. Think he would look at it this way. It's like if he knew it was her using witch water. He, I think he would still be able to go on because it's like Marta and and Isabel know what to do. You know, if he know if he knows a lot about magic, they know twice as much as he does. Is what I have gotten through these exchanges. Okay. I think that's the difference for me. If he knew it was her witch water or came that was coming from her, he would still forge ahead. If he thought she was in danger, he would turn around. He would turn around. Just, okay. just, yeah. Like, yeah. just like the library. There this you is go. A second, there this is. is a second elemental catastrophe that's happening. And if he knew it was her and she, if she could be in danger of drowning herself, he would turn back. Yeah. No. But okay. I don't think that was that was the case. Right. Herself. Exactly. And he already instructed Isabeau to guard her with her life. So mm-hmm. there you go. Which so I would is, think includes saving her from herself. Yeah. And Isabeau and Mart witnessed Diana causing the water to bend and she cries and just they're like, she is doing this. Oh, my God. And that's the end of the episode. That was such a perfect place to. Oh, my gosh. Because the image of Diana's or Teresa's beautiful face crying in the witch water. That's what you're left with. That's awesome. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that is exactly halfway point. Yep. Mm -hmm. So end of the episode, guys. So all of you who don't want spoilers. For your reading pleasure. For your reading pleasure. And you haven't cracked the books yet. We're going to say goodbye to you. Goodbye. 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 And there's your demon (laughs) kiss. And for the rest of you, our regular listeners who have read the books, those of you who don't care about spoiling the books, uh, after this break, we'll go into the spoiler zone. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Find this show wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Contact us. We are at demonsdiscuss at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 360-519-7836. Or leave us one on SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slant demonsdiscuss. Hit us up on social media, and we are at Demons Discuss or at Demons Domain. Join our Facebook group, Demonic Discussers. The keys to get in are in the show notes. And if you're listening on your mobile device, click the description. It'll be there, too. Become a discusser. And there are two ways to do that now. And if you're in the U.S., text A-D-O-W as an ADAL, as in a discovery of witches. So text A-D-O-W to 444-999 or visit demonsdiscuss.com. Scroll down, fill out the form and spammer code, and that's it, your discusser. Visit our main site, demonsdomain.com, to see what we're up to. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Keep Angela alive! 
What do you What do you got? What do you got? Squirrel. What I got? What I got? What I got? What I got? Yeah. Um, <laughs> where's the DMT? Where's yeah, the DMT? No I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I even cared about the tea because I didn't think I even did care about the tea, but I care. The, the tea pissed me <laughs> off, but it's like, where is it? Yeah, didn't get to see the tea. I guess that was an executive decision. They decided not to include yeah. that. So, well, I guess maybe the, maybe along with the whole uh, the witches, uh, the parents dying in Africa was they decided taking away her autonomy wasn't a politically correct thing to do. And I would agree because mm-hmm. you see how yeah, pissed off we, we get we about are. the tea. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> the damn tea! Yeah. Fucking tea. <laughs> so, yeah, we got no tea this time, which... It, mm-hmm. For all reasons, I'm fine without the tea. Yeah. I'm fine without it. Angela, you said you had something that you I wanted did. Not, to... I it's did. Not, it's not this. I'll get to that later. But I've noticed, and it, it's for the books and the TV series, there's such equilibrium in the universe where I just noticed this time that Emily is the buffer for Sarah and Mart is the buffer for Isabel. Isabel. And yeah. the balance. Yeah. And the witches mm-hmm. end up killing all the loved ones. Philippe, Rebecca, and Stephen, and Emily. The witches kind of suck. Yeah. They do stuff. I, and we don't, we don't know that that's going to happen to Emily in the TV series, but so far in the book yes. universe, it happens. Yeah. Yes. Which is really ironic considering when people all take those quizzes, they want to end up being the witches. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, well, really? I mean, it's, it is tempting to be able to bend something at your will and, you know, make oh, things yeah. happen because you want them to. But I think, I don't know. I, maybe because in my heart of hearts, I know if I were a creature, I'd be a demon. Yeah. I think there's a subtlety to it that no one appreciates. Right. And- oh, I know. Well, and they just hear the, oh, demon, demons are scatterbrained and demons are, are serial killers or rock stars. And there's, there's just something frivolous in the perception. And it's like, no, demons are also OCD and higher thinkers. And, and yeah. Didn't I see a tweet a few months ago, Angela, that you wound up tweeting under our, uh, under demons domain that you tweeted to some person? about demons? Yes. Yes, there was because uh, it was a UK TV viewer and he said to Deb, I don't get what demons are. Well, he was doing D-E-M-O-N-S. He's like, they're not, there's no supernatural greatness to them. And she's like, they're not supernatural. They're preternatural in that they have exquisite taste and intelligence and drive and passion and creativity. And he's like, oh, I got it wrong this whole time. And I just gave him examples. I'm like, like Mozart, like Jimi Hendrix, like, and I just gave a bunch of answers. And he thought it was fantastic. He's like, thank you for explaining that. Yeah. yeah. The way I see demons is they take in the world and they take in everything that goes with it and they interpret it and they communicate mm-hmm. it in their own little way. It, it, yeah. And I think so many people just get wrapped up in the, oh, it's it, it's like having a attention deficit disorder. It's like, no. Well, no. kind of. <laughs> well, no. But but I mean, they think that's all this is, well, I'm scattered. You know, I, I'm quote unquote creative and I'm scattered. I must be right. a demon. I'm like, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be. I honestly, because I, I am, I am ADD. I am that person. I am that person that has to learn to control it and understand it and and wrap my head around it. And I think also part of it is a lot of people don't necessarily have a true understanding of what ADD is. I mean, they mm-hmm. they just look at the the distraction 
component of it and mm-hmm. the, the skipping around, they don't really pay attention to the obsessive. Yeah. The, the well, obsessive drive to know, to need to know how to do or work something. And the fact that that obsessive need can translate across so many different things, which is why you had so many demons who were polymaths back through history as right. far as philosophers right. and scientists. Right. And they did all these different things and could master six languages. And, yeah. and, and when you just think ADHD, you don't think of that. But that is truly what a demon is. ADHD to me, and the best way I could usually just like, because I remember being a child and they'd ask me to describe what I was taking in. What, how did I see this? And I'm like, you're getting a lot of information all at one time. Yes. All mm-hmm. at one time. And, and it's hard to pay attention to on what to focus on because to you. You want to focus on all of it. You want to focus on all of it because it's all important. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you have to hone in on one. And once you hone in, you block everything out. There's like no in between. And that's the mm-hmm. only way I could describe it. There's no in between. You either pay attention to everything yeah. or this one thing. So it's true. That's exactly yeah. how Harlow is, where it's like walking into a Vegas casino and what do I focus on? And then if she would go to a particular blackjack table, she'd excel at it because she'd focus on it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. that's the best way to describe it. And that's, I guess, my interpretation of demons. It is somewhat ADHD where you're taking in all this information. And like Sophie, she's taking in all this information. She's getting all these signals from so many places. But now she's focusing on this yes. white queen and her dark prince. And this is kind she's of fuzzy. funneling it. Yes. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) Weird. But now you all know I have ADHD. You're welcome. Well, it's also figured the, it out already. the misconception that the more demons you put together, the worse it is. I mean, it just depends what demons you put together. Yes. Yeah. Like you, anything else. You need a combination. You need somebody, you need balance. In every relationship, you need balance. So there's that. But how do we get into, oh yeah, the witches are assholes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the demons are not. <laughs> and the vampires, I mean, they vary too. I mean, like with the witches, Emily and Sarah just seem, they just want to keep to themselves yeah. and take mm-hmm. care of their own little lives and do their witchcraft. They don't and seem different than humans that live in the same area. Yeah, no. No. And I, I think it's just a matter of, do they pay attention to witch politics so much? I, I think it all boils down to politics, too. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, if you buy into Peter's vision, it's all about power and everything like that. Well, in, in the, the third witch, I think he, he is, he's billed, we never actually find out his name, I but know, he's it's billed sad. as the third witch. <laughs> yeah, that Quiet uh, guy with the glasses. <laughs> the quiet, yeah, quiet dude. I mean, yeah. he seems more like uh, an Emily and Sarah type witch because, yeah, he's he's just there, but he doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Right. And I don't know that we've met the quiet vampire yet or the, the one that's no, just keeping right. to themselves. Yep. There they're is all, a one. They're all larger than life. I don't know, Miriam. I think if she was to keep in her lab, she'd be happy. Yeah, totally happy. Too. Well, after after the disastrous <laughs> life, life that, that she was dealt. After a thousand years of Matthew. So far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Let's yeah. see. Dead, dead mate, dead kids, a thousand years of Matthew, 200 years of Marcus. Yeah, I'll just stay in the lab for a little while. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that is true. A lot of people want to be witches, but I, I can understand. It seems like yeah. a fantastic sexy. life. It seems yeah. sexy. They have a I whole mean, catalog of special powers. If I could just things, pick and choose. Yeah. yeah. What do I want to do today? Yeah. Whose life do I want to fuck with yeah. today? Well, I'm just laughing because it's like, the, the, all the witches you seem to see, with the exception of Emily and, and and Sarah and Diana in this story, are all pretty reprehensible. Yeah, I think the the association with Peter Knox though contributes to that because yeah, I agree, I agree. Because here you have you have power, which is Peter Knox, the perceived power he has, and people are attracted to that. They want to be around that, and they want some of that power. So somebody like Sylvia, who's Ugh. heavily and pro- probably powerful in yeah, her own and, right. And, since we're in the spoiler zone, yeah. why is it that every Sylvia that shows up in this universe is a is raging a, bitch? A raging bitch. <laughs> I don't know. There must have been a Sylvia that pissed Deb off at one point in her life. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just hope we get to hear about Sylvia in the next. Uh, yeah, I know. Because all I kept next thinking season. is like yeah. this Sylvia's as miserable as Phoebe's Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And the listeners all know how much I could not stand her. Let's talk about the congregation scenes that we didn't sure. get to see in the books. Oh, um, I loved them. Yeah. I, I love them too. I mean, I already argued for my table, but it seems I'm not getting it. So no table for you. <laughs> I told you no table. <laughs> Damn it! Well, but here's the thing: by, by not having the table, it also heightens the perception of mistrust in that room. It's like true. We hate each other so much we can't even have a table in the room because we're afraid somebody's going to hide a weapon under it or work a spell or whatever. Or yeah, throw it out the well, window. Yeah, yeah. Hide, hide, <laughs> quote, quote unquote, hide a weapon under it. Yeah. yeah. We need this total, total transparency because we don't trust each other as it is. We don't trust is. each other as it is. Yeah. 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 I mean, I do think it's no table is good for dramatic effect too, but I think the practicality yeah. of it is, is there. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the whole step into the middle of the circle thing too. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm making a turn on sat too at this point, you guys. I am. Empathy wise, you mean? Yes, I, I am because uh, I don't like Peter very much. <laughs> And so far, she, when she was being forthright and said, no, she has no power because she already saw the documents. Yeah. Yeah. And then Peter's like, ah, that's not of consequence. You're not supposed to say that shit. You know, he's trying to shut her up yeah. and shut her down. And I think, Gene, you brought up the misogyny in here where yes. it's like, oh, yeah. you're, you're just to exist to help me. Yeah. That's your only, only purpose in all this is you are another one of my tools. Yes. And Satu is powerful in her own right and she was telling the truth. She's like, no, she had, according to what she knew, she had no power. So when she goes back and she's like, why didn't you tell me? How did you not feel that power? How did you not feel it? And Peter's not having it. He throws her on the table magically. He tries to crush her just to teach her a lesson. And and the look on her face after he left was like, yeah, that's right. You you go. And I was like, wait, this is sad too now. I'm not supposed to feel this for her. I know. Well, it, it, it's hard not to because, uh, like we talked about at, at the con, the witches are traditionally 
very matriarchal and mm-hmm. very communal. And you have the covens, they work together. They're female centric. And in the way this production is done, the, the, the fact that there is so much misogyny at the highest levels at the right. congregation level, of yes. the witches is just so horrifying to me. Yeah. And, yeah. and the fact that the, and the, the, the way in which Peter now, and I know it's what part of the way he's playing it, the way in which he absolutely disrespects females and female underlings and their bodily integrity and their personal space yeah. is so chilling. I, I can't even begin to describe it. He feels entitled yeah. to their space. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You, you do not, you are not worth the space you occupy unless you're doing something for me. Right. Yes. Right. So that's where I caught myself. I'm like, I'm feeling empathy for Satu and I'm rooting for her against Peter. Like, holy shit, bitch. I hope yeah. you just knock <laughs> him the fuck out. I don't care oh, yeah. how you do it. Just do it. I, I think in addition to that, though, uh, she's at a lower level parallel to Matthew where she's a lone wolf. She's on a quest to understand and find out about herself. Yeah. 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 So and we saw that in the episode prior when she's asking Diana is like, yeah, you know something, you know something. And we we could see that she saw something in Diana, but we don't know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, I would agree. Yeah. So that kind of threw me off and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so our empathy, and this is where I messaged you guys. Yep. And I was like, you know, our empathy wasn't misplaced with that. No, not at all. No. What else with the congregation? Oh, when you were saying about Gerbert and how he wants to take out Baldwin and he'll, he'll get to Matthew to try to take out Baldwin. Of course, I had my godfather analogy, like <laughs> the five families. Gerbert, yeah, Gerbert yes. is part of one of the five families. And in the godfather, one of the heads of the other family creates a ruse with a younger sibling of Sonny, who is the next in line to be the head of the family. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and it does just reminded me of it's like, here, look over here. Let me let me create this over here so you get distracted and then I can take you out. Yeah. 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 There it is. There it is. Yeah. Oh, this is this is like totally superficial. But the thing I loved about Philippe's office is besides the look, it reminded me of film noir. Yes. Oh, yes. And, and it was like kind of a little shout out to the fact that we find out in the books that one of Philippe's favorite things was just detective novels. Yeah. Yeah. He loved he loved like the the Raymond Chandler Dashiell Hammett kind yeah. of this typewriter film. sitting there late at night. Yeah, it reminded me of like film the Philip Marlowe stuff. Yeah. Yes, Philip Marlowe, all of that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that is just such a cool little way to put that put that idea into the production without being obvious about it. Yeah. And it was just so so clever. Yeah. Now the visit uh, to Septor, uh, we got everything that we needed from the visit. It was just cut and rearranged a bit. And I didn't mind at all. I do think I miss Mart feeding Diana in Matthew's rooms when they first got there. I mm-hmm. do miss the exchange where she's making Diana tea mm-hmm. and Matthew's like trying to tell her how to make the tea. And Diana's like, no, Matthew, come on. I'm trying to make friends in this house. Don't, don't yeah. piss Mart yeah. off, you know? Well, all right. And then, um, Septor's is when they showed up the first time, I was already, I'm looking at that going, she's going to slip on the stairs. I already had the shadow of night vision of the steps being slippery. Arrival, yes. Arrival on Where Alon is warning her. Yes. 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 I I can see that happening there. And I hope they go back and they film in the same place because it will be perfect for that. 
Just perfect, perfect, perfect. I absolutely loved the horse riding scene, but I wanted more magic. I wanted, yeah, you know, the, communi- the communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the horse, and I wanted, I, I wanted the horse to lift off a little bit, like almost in, fl- yeah. in flight. Yes. Where in the books she's like fly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Rikasa actually took off, but boy, she took off. Yes, like yeah. Oh, yeah, on yeah. the ground. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of missed that a little bit, but we did get to see them ride in the picture when they first showed us the picture last year when they were front. Filming that, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yes. my god! Yes. yes. So I, I was going to say the one little thing in the dinner scene when they were having dinner together that I loved is the comment about, "Oh well, vampires drinking wine." And Isabel made the comment about, "Well, something about the family not being known for uh, the family and restraint, and maybe with wine." But that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. And Rikasa being biddable, just like the books, you know. Yes. Oh, that was <laughs> I, great. I, pre- I prefer, you know, my horses to be more biddable. And Matthew's like, yeah, and her sons too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes, that was brilliant. That was good. And William Harvey. Yeah. Yes. That was so great. How did you interpret the dream with Rebecca? Uh, I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't know what to think. Yeah. I thought it was just like maybe a preview. A preview of uh, who she is, because for one, I mean that wasn't in the books when uh, Diana ran into Stephen in at outside the Bodleian. But I never yeah. knew like how much I wanted to see Stephen, and I can't wait. I hope we get more of Stephen. Yes, yes. And I don't know because she just got done seeing. Because when Rebecca turned away from the window, she was all messed up like she was in yes, the picture. Right. Yeah. So maybe Diana was having a flashback of those pictures. She's, she's had to, time to settle, mm-hmm. but now those images are coming back right, to her right, and right. creeping back to her. Yeah. And I think that was also a subtle way of the whole bringing in, since they didn't go the route of her like freaking out and passing out and collapsing right. yeah. when she saw the color pictures. This is that her re- emotional reaction. Processing here. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, this may have been a way to emphasize the fact that she's never really been faced with what their deaths looked like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And now it's ha- now now that she's seen it, it's haunting her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. For, I was going to say breaking Domenico's leg seemed a bit extreme. <laughs> oh, I loved like, it. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. I loved it. I love seeing the strong Matthew. I love yes. seeing him fight. I love oh, seeing because yeah. we missed that in the books. We didn't get to actually see them go oh, at oh, it. Oh, the, the, the one last biggie on this is that we really don't get hot mess Matthew so far. No. No, not so far. No, and I miss Hot Mess Matthew. That's coming. Yeah. Did we really get him in the <laughs> no. books? No, we got, honey- no. we got Honeymoon Matthew. No, you guys were still in love. And what, <laughs> and what, what do we say about Domenico? Didn't we say that he's more the world of all souls, Domenico, in the series? Yes, because, yes, very much so. Because when he says, it's not just about the book, it's about her. And that was in the world, the outtake in the world of all souls. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Going it once. Was, it was a juicy one. I loved it. Yeah. It's only going to get better. Mm. <laughs> Going twice, guys. Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. All right. So. so. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, everyone. Yeah. Oh, there's, pe- yeah. there's people listening? I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I'm, that's kind of also meant to be an apology about my jumpsuit rant, but that's, oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening, and we hope you join us next week when we cover episode five. Yay! But for now, we say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Team and kiss. Mwah. We'll talk to you next week. 
Demons Discuss and Demons Domain are independent and not affiliated with Bad Wolf, Sky One, Sundance Now, and Shudder. Clips of the TV show and soundtrack are used for the purpose of commentary only. The soundtrack is an original score by Rob Lane and the Chamber Orchestra of London. The soundtrack is available for purchase on iTunes. 